This is The Wealth Standard Radio, your gold standard in everything financial. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Uh, This is Patrick Donahoe, and uh, you're listening to The Wealth Standard Radio. Boy, do we have an interesting subject for you today. And uh, I am going to introduce my uh, my good friend and the co-host for uh, this morning's show. His name's Eric McGuire. Eric, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I'm not sure how I feel about your shirt, the shirt that you're wearing this morning, um, but you know, I think I'll I'll get over it. I'm mourning the loss. You're, so, mourning, you're mourning the BYU loss. Yeah, yeah. There's someone. For those of you who don't know, there's uh, there's kind of a rivalry, even though they don't play with each other really that much anymore. There's still some sort of a rivalry here, right? Utah and BYU. Yeah. But uh, but that's okay. I'll overlook it. You have so many strengths that you know everyone has to have a flaw, right? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> All right. So what we're uh, we're going to talk about today on uh, on this podcast, I think, is going to be of interest to uh, to everybody. Uh, because it's something that uh, I find I find fascinating, and uh, we all we all possess it, and uh, and that is a tell. So the title of uh, our podcast this morning is that everybody has a tell. So what does that mean? What's a tell in 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 uh, in gambling? What's a tell? In gambling, if you always do something after a good hand, bad hand, you can kind of give away what your cards are by what your actions are. Cool, and I'll take so your it. body kind of projects what's in your hand. And I'll take it a step further: is you don't consciously do that. Right? No, no, yeah, it's, it wouldn't be a tell if you consciously do it. Yeah, you subconsciously like do something, yeah. right? When you're either really excited or you're um, you're you're lying, right? Or you're yeah. uh, hiding something, or you know, anyway, so everybody has a tell, whether it's your your eyes or your feet or your knees or, or whatever. So the reason yeah. why we came up with this topic is that uh, coincidentally, you and I are reading a uh, uh, a similar book yep. that is by a, a ex-FBI agent. His name is uh, Joe Navarro. And he goes around now and does a lot of, you know, speaking events, but he had a long career in the FBI. And the book he wrote, which I have found fascinating, is called uh, What Every Body, so B-O-D-Y, What Every Body is saying. And it's fascinating and here and here's why. I, I you know in the end we all have you know the this subconscious side of our brain, you know 10% is conscious, 90% is subconscious. What is that? Like what, it, our subconscious, you know how how is that created and what is it what influence does it have over the way that we think and subsequently the way we behave and subsequently the results that we get in life. I think it yeah. has a lot to do with it. So let's maybe talk to me about maybe your your impression of this book and what you got from it, maybe some of the highlights and then I'll kind of interject and and kind of give some of the highlights that I've that I've taken away from. I'm not fully yeah, done yeah. yet. I'm only about halfway through. Yeah, good. And kind of what attracted me to it was I mean, he obviously is coming from the criminal side where they're trying to read people's tell to break down and investigate a crime or mm-hmm. do something like that. For me, what was interesting to it, because we say this all the time here at Paradigm, that people aren't robots. We're emotional people. And if we take, if we try to take the emotion side out, which financial planners often try to, we try to take money, put it in a isolated circumstances without emotion, without life. And then we talk in the, that realm. So the book had value to me in the sense that it really brings the human aspects of, of our being in so much that we, our body do, does things just like the title of the book, what our bodies are saying. That whether we're having a good day or bad day, we're telling the truth, lying, no matter what we're doing, our body will show our emotions inside. We cannot keep them locked up. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, I never, you made a little bit deeper of a correlation between, you know, the the financial world and uh, and this emotional side of things. Uh, but this book is just fascinating because it does basically say that he, he, he said, unless you are, are trained 
unless you are a person, a trained person, your body gives off signals for literally every element of your, of, of your emotions. Exactly. Right. And so he went, was also cool. And this is me in books, you know, if, if if a book doesn't have a story, it's kind of like, Oh gosh, you know, if it's like a, an academic, I can get lost really quick, like a textbook, I can get lost. Um, but in this, he gives a lot of cool, you know, stories about, you know, arson and, uh, and, you know, uh, mothers that are hiding their fugitive children. And I mean, there's all sorts of stories that he gives, which is really cool. Yeah. And he basically goes through how, you know, the different body parts, starting with the feet and really what, what action or what he looks for, uh, that basically, uh, tells him to ask more, more questions, right. Or yeah. go on, go around a different or go down a different path. So it's a fascinating book because it basically says that, you know, we all do, have you know emotions and when something is not right or out of balance right we we essentially behave a specific way and it's identifiable to those that know what to look for right yes so going to to maybe some of the points that you make because that's that's kind of what I wanted to transition today is, is more of the, you know, the, and it's just decisions in general, whether it's financial or not, right? We, we have this, you know, re, if we have this routine way of thinking about something the same way over and over and over and over and over and over and over, it's what we're going to do. And it's going to be so ingrained into our subconscious is that's what we're going to think is right. And everything that goes against that, we're going to, you know, tense up. It'll be, it'll be painful. It'll be yeah. hard to, to really un- understand, right? Because we've behaved this specific way. For so long, yeah. right? So, on the financial side, you know, let's maybe expand on the point that, that you made, right? In the traditional financial world, right? I, I guess if you were to, to identify it in a nutshell, it's it's basically here are these people working for money, and here's this group of people that want to take the money. Okay, so they this group convinces the people that um, are making the money that they're not smart enough, that they can't invest themselves, that they don't, you know, they're going to, you know, this this conglomerate, this Wall Street conglomerate yeah. are going to be able to handle the money better than they would. Yeah. Essentially, that's it, right? That's, yep. that's how you define it. Um, and so, so looking, looking at that, you know, how, how does that play into this emotional side of things? We are emotional beings. So how does the fact that they take, they try to take the emotion out of it, how does that affect human beings? Yeah. <clears throat> I think they do it two sides because one, they, to get your money though, they play the emotion. So before they have oh, your money, yeah. they come to you with, you're not qualified, we're better. I and mean, they, they play on that emotion that we're better with your money than you are, yep. which is, I mean, that's an entire different podcast, but yeah. it's ridiculous to think that they will do, they care more, more about what your financial success yeah. than you it's do. The, no. It's fear. It's they're, they're playing on fear yeah. saying that, well, if you don't use me, you're not going to have enough money when you retire. Exactly. Right. And then once they get your money, then they take all that away. And then it's always kind of isolated. We're in it for the long term. Don't yeah. let the ups and downs of the market. I mean, they remove all those emotional um, barriers or they try to remove them as much as they can. They try to by restrict, right? By restricting, yeah. right? Because when you restrict because of liquidity issues and you you know, have a high enough penalty, right? People are going to just deal with the emotions. But if somebody gets their statement yeah. and it's dropped 20% or 30% and, and then it's up you know, this much the next month and it's down this much. I mean, it's a, it's an emotional roller coaster because this is the livelihood. This is the the wealth that people are trying to build. And it's, it's a roller coaster. It's all over the place. And so when individuals experience loss and gain and loss and gain, there's emotions associated with it, right? Which, you know, essentially they have zero control over. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So I mean, even in a loss, they'll always play the emotion that they lost less money than someone else. Yeah. Everybody else lost. They, they try so to spend don't worry their negative it, emotion to come a, back. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But what ends up happening, you go, you go back to 2008, 2009, uh, is people did have hardships, 
right? And the pain was so bad. It got to the point where they had to, you know, cancel or they had to uh, make an early withdrawal. Or they had to pay penalties and pay taxes, right? Because the pain was so bad. Now they're willing to go through the pain of losing even more just yeah. to gain access to the liquidity. Yeah. Right. So anyway, the emotions associated with finance, I think you can also go into, you know, the, uh, the, the greed factor, right? What does greed, um, what does greed make us want to do? Right. Take, take more risk in a sense. Yeah. Right. Because we want to make, we want to make more money, but if you're emotionally charged with wanting to make more and you want to just do the deal because it's now and now only, or it's today and today only, yeah. if you don't run to the back of the room, you're going to get, you know, you'll have to pay more in the future if you want, you know, it's that, that it's just like we, we start to lose logic associated yeah. with it. I had a funny story with it. That's <clears throat> a little bit of a tangent, but I was at a class where the presenter presented for free. And it was actually a cooking class, so it has nothing to do with um, personal finance, but he taught how to cook in Dutch ovens. Mm -hmm. So it was like an hour-long class. He taught the cursory just topic, and then he said, I typically teach people in like a five-hour class, like on a Saturday, how to cook and be professional with Dutch ovens. And so I thought that's pretty interesting. And and as he's talking, he said, I'm going to do one this Saturday. My normal cost is 100 bucks. I'm going to do it for $20 (laughs) for the first 25 people. Literally, as soon as he said that, He's still presenting. People jumped up and went to the list. That's crazy. And it was, I mean, the room was chaotic and I was interested and I thought that's pretty cool, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to pull into the trap of fear. And so, cause I always try to resist those things, but I mean, it was still inside. (laughs) I identified it. Like I want to be one of those first 25, but I was thinking I'm not going to jump up and ruin this guy's, you know, interrupt his presentation and do all this and be one of the the masses running up to the crowd. That's crazy. Literally walking in front of, I mean, it was, I wish I had it recorded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, long story short, this is what makes it so funny. I was the second to last person to sign up for the class. I mean, they made a big, old long thing. And they said, well, maybe we'll do more than one, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I, so I left and you know got the kids in the car, did everything else. Came back in. There was one guy signing up, and then I was with him. So him and I were the last two signing the papers. The back of the page were way at the bottom. Wow. I got into the first class. <laughs> and so my well, it's pushing a scarcity on, element exactly right? just, and so by pushing yeah. it back it, it just was interesting it's i mean the, that's a little bit of a fear of, it's the fear of loss right it's a yeah. fear of having a regret so we're not saying that these are good or bad things right what, no. what we are saying is that we all are wired emotionally um yeah. i don't know if we're born i don't know if we're born with emotions but i think we develop them throughout our life right based yeah. on the experiences that we have and right now you have them right the yeah. way you, you the way you view the world Right, you weren't just you weren't born that way, right? It's been a no. it's been just a continual process of uh, very similar behavior. Now, there's been other behavior, but for the most part, the similar behavior has formed the way that you look at the world. So, no. when you're looking, you know, to you know gr- uh, improve any area of your life, right? It could be any area of your life. You have to look at the results, right? And looking at what to change. Most people think it's like you know a magic pill, or or some people think it's juice, or some people think it's this investment, or some people think. You know, if they, you know, sleep longer, sleep less, or they do more work, or they get a second job. I mean, I think, you know, all these little tools are really what's going to change the results, right? But in the end, it really comes down to, you know, your your subconscious. It comes down to your predominant paradigm, uh, which is not often conscious. I think your conscious mind programs your subconscious mind, right? Because that's kind of the, you know, the gatekeeper. It lets all this, the information in. But looking at really what directs things, it's it's how you naturally naturally behave. Yeah. And so I think identifying that that exists, number one, uh, is really important. And then the second thing is to really look at its uh, its correlation to you, the results that you have in life, yeah. 
right? And if you look at those results, it's not necessarily, you know, a, fun- a function of, um, you know, a- an error or, or something you did wrong. It's just the way that it is, right? Yeah. But what it means is if you look at results that are not favorable, what does that, it means that there are results that are favorable. Yeah. So if there are results that are favorable, right, what paradigm or what perspective needs to exist in order to have that result? Yeah. Well, I like how you say your conscious mind basically brings in the information, but I think once it's in there, your subconscious drives your thoughts. It's the voice in your head, mm-hmm. which isn't always you. But once you've let something in your mind, you have two choices. Either if it's something you don't want to be in there, you have to replace it with something productive mm-hmm. or at least identify. It. And how often do we go without even identifying? Yeah. Kind of tying back to the book. There's unconscious tells or unconscious thoughts coming through that that are playing on the stage of our life that we haven't even addressed. Exactly. And it, it's all, it's really the majority of our life is subconscious. It's, yep. it's very routine and you're absolutely right. I mean, I think this book has really helped me just maybe step back a little bit and say, okay, this is who you are. This is, you know, where you're at today in your life. Here are the results that you have and here's why you have those results. Yep. And I've kind of started to identify, you know, that everybody does have a tell, um, that it's something that we don't, you know, can we control? Can we just say, I don't want to tell, I want to tell, I don't want to tell. Not necessarily, right? Yep. Your behavior has to change. In order for your behavior to change, it's a lot of your habits and things yep. that you know start with you know just having that mindset shift, which needs to take place. And oftentimes, when people make significant changes, right, it's at like the the last minute. It's very yep. very seldom do you take proactive um, proactive measures, right? So it's at the end when you know you're uh, you have a heart attack, right? Or you get diabetes, yeah. or you get into a car accident, or you you know have a friend that does this, that, or the other um, that is really close to you, and you have a similar behavior that got anyway. Yeah. When these when it, when it gets really, really, really painful, that's when people will will make changes yeah. uh, on average. But looking at me, I mean, I think the way that we believe uh, you you and I, because we have a very you know close knit just set of kind of perspective as far as life is concerned. Um, it's really trying to figure out who we are on a daily basis and try to make some course corrections to just continually better ourselves, yep. you know, be, be better daily type of attitude. One thing I like too, that you mentioned, unless you're going to be a poker player or a criminal trying to get away from the FBI or the police, trying to suppress your tells is not like, that's not the necessarily the reason I even picked up the book because our tells are actually life. I mean, if, when you go to a really dynamic speaker, the tells that they're having a good job presenting, you want the tell. I mean, life is the tell, really. Mm-hmm. And those that are living life to the fullest often have the most tells that are that life is great. You yeah. can see it on them. And so it's not as much suppressing them, but just getting you programming yourself so that you're living the life you want to live and people around you see that. And kind of get caught in and, and absorbed in it and you elevate their lives as well. And that's, I mean, another angle to this book, which I didn't really plan on, on talking about uh, today, but it's the angle of really how to understand your relationships, right? With, yep. with everybody, not, you know, not your, you know, very close relationship, but just all, all relationships. And oftentimes, and this is what was also very interesting about this book is he said that the face is the worst way to try to get, find a person's tell. Right. No. Because our face, we've been we've been programmed to put on a facade. Right. No. And he goes through different examples of why that's the case. And he says it's not necessarily it's, it's rarely the face. It's always other body body parts or and he says the feet is where he starts when he's trying to analyze the room. No. But my, my point is, you know, you look at the relationships that we have in our life and our, our lives, it would be nothing without our relationships. Right. Whether it's with our spouse or no. with our, our children. 
So the angle is, as far as you know, those relationships are concerned, which is essentially what's going to help build our entire life, it's important to understand where other people are at in relation to us, right? Because if I have a tell or multiple yep. tells, my wife has a tell, my children have tells, my uh, business partners have tells, uh, those that I invest with have tells, uh, tenants have tells, um, your boss has tells, your colleague has tells, right? So really looking at when an individual um, is interacting with you, do are they putting on a facade or are they, you know, is it a good relationship? Yep. So I think also being able to understand people, uh, that also helps us to either correct things that have gone wrong to improve relationships. Yep. Um, so that's another angle that I'm kind of, or another element of the book that I'm that I'm yep. taking out. And I'm glad you bring that up because that's a, was attractive part of the book to me as well, because my desire is to help people as much as I possibly can every day and being able to read. And I mean, so someone that hasn't read the book, I encourage you to go read it because it kind of sounds a little cold when you say it this way. But if you can read with your spouse, you come home and ask how things are and they, their words may say one thing. But if you can tell, you know, by their body posture or something going on, well, maybe they had a rough day. It allows you to be a little more sensitive and dig in and, sure. and add more value. It's not about playing a game and manipulating. It's more, how do you be a person that can help people? Yeah, because no one would argue if somebody tells you what their problems are, right? Yeah. You, no one would argue that that wouldn't be valuable. But rarely do people actually are, are 100% authentic and trust you to do that. Yeah. So being able to, you know, see if there's something wrong is is a huge, you know, huge talent in being able to build your relationships. Um, I'm, I'm reading, it kind of sounds cheesy, but I'm reading, uh, she, actually Cynthia is the one that wanted to read it, but it's the five love languages. Yeah. And it talks a lot about, you know, how few people feel loved and how they feel appreciated. And, and uh, it's, it's been really good because it kind of touches on the same, the same thing. Yeah. Right. Because if you can give that tell now you understand, you know, your uh, your relationship to a deeper level, now you're going to be able to course correct, right? Yep. And, you know, do specific things that you were oblivious to previously, right? right? So right. anyway, this is, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that I, I, I just, I mean, I want, I want to go start, you know, reading right now, even though I don't have any time to do it, but it's, it's one of those topics where, um, you know, it fascinates me because I realize how important other, other people are to me. Yeah. Uh, cause we, we believe in a, in a principle called people are assets, right? There's Absolutely. Th- things are not, things are not assets. Things have zero value. You, right, it's the people that make them valuable. For sure, and understanding people and understanding relationships, it's kind of like knowing how to put a value out on a piece of property, right? So if you have a if you have a rundown property, right, and you understand what people are looking for, right, you can design the property whether it's a rental or to flip or whatever. You can design it so it's valuable to people, yeah, right. But you you recognize the person in that equation. Yeah. So doing a value add right is huge. And if you understand some of these principles when it comes to how to identify a person's role and whether they're happy or unhappy, it's again just another way to do a value add onto the most valuable asset, which is another person. Yeah, absolutely. So so looking at you know other other things you've taken from this book, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a follow up to this. I know you're you're not 100 yeah, percent done finished either. Done with it, but at the same time, you know, it's it is fascinating. I'm sure there's other books about it. I know there's uh, like neuro linguistic programming, the NLP type of of strategy, which you know talks a lot about how individuals behave. But this is something that if you want to be if you want to be successful, if you want to build wealth, it's going to require other people, yep. right? Very seldomly do you have this like self made concept, right? Nobody is self made, right? A person is essentially made. Now they take the action, but yeah. they're making, 
right? Or they're growing or they're building is not a function of 100% them, no. right? It's a function of their relationships. It's a function of their network. It's yeah. a function of other people, not necessarily them. And even if you could be successful that way, you're going to work hundred times harder. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, might as well learn from the wisdom of others. Yeah. When you have a, you, when you have a, you know, a chainsaw, then don't, you don't need to pick up the ax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure okay eric any any final words before uh before we before we cut this will be a little no, shorter of a podcast today just have to add a note that you're sitting on your hands most of the most of the podcast so was i don't know my, if you're trying to hide your tail or something my, oh yeah i was it's kind of cold up here <laughs> i was wondering if you're hiding a tail or anything but i don't know no, we should good. totally do that we should totally call each other on like tell it's like dude what's why you why your feet, your foot, why, yeah. why your feet cross are you like folding your arms because you don't want to tell me something? <laughs> no, anyway, no, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating book. So, yeah, so it's Joe Joe Navarro is uh, is the uh, is is the author, yeah, right. And I'm sure it was you know ghost written or whatever, but I'm sure it had a ton of his input. But he, uh, um, you know, he speaks. I think he's probably written. A, I think I saw another book that he read, but this book specifically is called uh, "What Every Body." Is saying so. It's a fascinating read. I'm I'm listening to it on Audible, so it is on Audible. Uh, but I totally encourage you guys to uh, to look into that. Uh, okay, so that's it. Uh, that's it for today. Um, we're uh, we're in the process of um, redoing a few things on our on our website, and uh, so if you guys want to go check out some of the resources on our website, uh, love for you to do that. Uh, we also are uh, doing a lot more with our uh, our newsletter. So if you're not signed up for our newsletter, there's a free sign up on the front page of our website. Uh, so the website's uh, Paradigm Life. It's www.paradigmparadigmlife.net. Uh, and on there, we have a tr- ton of resources, information about the podcast. Uh, so go check uh, go check that out. All right, that's, uh, that's it for today. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks. You've been listening to the Wealth Standard Radio Show, your gold standard in everything financial with your host, Patrick Donahoe. 